Hey guys, welcome back again to this living word from the Lord. This is Voice Over Nations broadcast, and I'm your host, Kerry B. I'm once again honored to have you today. I want to talk about temptation and being tested. I want to speak about the testing of your faith, the testing of your faith. Now, all of us have faith. We all have been given a measure of faith. What is faith? Now, faith is the substance, Hebrews 11 and 1, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith literally means you have assurance that something is going to come to pass. It's the assurance of what you believe in God for is going to come to pass. At some time or another in our walk with God, we all have been tempted are either test. Temptation comes from Satan. Temptation means that you're being enticed to sin. That's the only thing he brings against you when he wants to test your faith. He will bring a temptation for the sole purpose of you breaking it and disobeying God. The Lord, on the other hand, he never tempts you. What he sets before you are a series of tests. All of us have been to certain levels of grade school and elementary school and high school, middle school, so forth, higher edu- levels of education. And you all know that at certain times during the week or during the course uh, of your study, The teacher will give you a series of tests. They will give you homework to do, classwork to do, certain assignments you're supposed to do, and to find out if you you knew exactly what that uh, assignment was or the classwork meant, the teacher would test you. And she would test your knowledge. And if your knowledge was according to what she taught you and what the homework said, then you passed the test. If you didn't pass the test, you got a low score grade. And if you continue to fail tests, you flunk the class. And if you flunk all of your classes, you flunk the grade. And so you got set back. In order to elevate to the next level, you had to pass a series of tests. Testing of your knowledge. Well, it's not that much different with the kingdom of God. God will give you the word. You would take the word and you apply the word to your life. And over the course of your walk with him, he will send forth a series of tests your way. He never tempts you. He never entices you to sin because he doesn't want you to sin. Satan wants you to sin, not God. But God will always test you. Jesus had to be tested. So, you know, you're going to be tested also. Let's take a look at the life of Jesus, the temptation of Christ. It's found in Matthew, the fourth chapter. We want to look at the first through the 11th verse. And it says, and I want you to listen closely how this was worded. And I think it was worded uh, wrongly when it was translated. It says, then Jesus was led by the spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, into the wilderness 
to be tempted by the devil. Now, why would God lead his son to be tempted or enticed to sin by the devil? It wasn't the Spirit of God that was leading Jesus to be enticed to sin. What I'm saying, it was not the Holy Spirit trying to get Jesus to sin. He knew that Satan was going to tempt him, but it was not personally his idea for Jesus to sin because temptation deals with enticement to sin. The Holy Spirit will never entice you to sin. So I think that was translated wrong. Um, That's just my opinion. The purpose of him being led in the wilderness because God wanted to test him, but the Lord also knew that Satan was going to tempt him. Second verse. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Now, I want you to look at this very closely. He was led in the wilderness for the purpose of being tested. He had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. That's a long time without food. That is a very long time. The other day I was on a three-day fast, and it was just a, uh, a water fast. I didn't eat any food. On the second day, I went to the grocery store. I went to Sam's Wholesale. And they have some incredible rotisserie chickens, $4.99, real big chicken. And they just had cooked them. They just came from out of the oven. And it was smelling so good. This is my second day. And the purpose why I went there is because I was getting food to eat the next day. And so when I saw them, I said, yeah, that would be nice to have, make some chicken salad, uh, mix it up with some other stuff. And so when I, I, I purchased them, And it was, I mean, had the car smelling up, the aroma, the juice was just popping off of it. And the devil was telling you, telling me, man, you you done been through this long enough. I mean, it's just your second day. God is going to understand. Why don't you just go ahead and when you get home, just get your bottle of water and sit down and get some bread and start eating on that rotisserie chicken. Ain't nobody going to know. Ain't nobody going to be mad. God know you're hungry. You need to eat. You're about to pass out. You're tired. You've been working all day. And I'm listening to this knocker here. And I said, the devil is a liar because I almost broke my fast. One of the worst things you can do is go in the store when you're fasting. Because you see all of this food. And you're already hungry. (laughs) And then you end up spending a lot of money. So I set it to the side. Went my other way. Didn't come back, put it in the fridge, didn't even worry about it because I knew that if I kept on watching it, if I kept on smelling it, I was going to break that fast. But Satan was trying to tempt me because he wanted me to break that fast. He was tempting me. Yes, he was. He was trying to entice me to sin. Are you hearing me? Temptation in itself is not a sin. Yielding to the temptation 
is where the sin comes in. We all have been tempted by the devil, but we have not sinned. That's not a sin. When Jesus was taken into the wilderness, the Holy Spirit was testing him, but Satan was tempting him. He had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. He was legitimately hungry. He told him, he said, um, take these stones and turn them into bread. And if you notice, when he came, it was when he was at his weakest point. This is a lesson to someone. Oftentimes when the tempter comes, is when you are at your weakest, most vulnerable moment. He said, turn these stones into bread. This was a real temptation for Jesus. And I'm sure he thought about doing it, but he did not yield to it. See, yielding to the temptation, that's when it becomes sin. So I was thinking about eating, but I did not yield to it. And I would have felt bad. And the reason why I was fasting, it would have been a loss because I had already made my vow to God. You have to watch him when you get tired, when you become vulnerable, when your faith is weak, when you're stressed, that's when he comes to tempt you the most. Fourth verse, Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. How did he overcome that temptation? He remembered what the word said. Satan, the accuser, the tempter was trying to tempt him with bread. He snapped back and said, man shall not live by bread alone, but man shall live by words that come from out of the mouth of God. He was led in the wilderness to the stones. Can you not see Jesus looking at those stones and thinking about some nice, freshly made heavenly bread with some butter and honey on it. Oh yeah, he thought about it. He thought about it, but he didn't yield to it. Because if he had not thought about it, and if he was not able to be tempted like humanity, he would not have been a perfect sacrifice for us. The Bible says, in all like ways, he was tempted by us, but yet without sin. That's the key. Not sinning in the process of temptation. That is the key. The fifth verse says, Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Listen to him. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Now he's trying to get him confused who he really is. He's trying to mess with his identity now. If you say, or if you believe you are this person, then do this. 
Jesus didn't have to fall to this temptation because he knew who he was. He didn't have to listen to this trick of Satan to say, if you're the son of God, then I want you to do this to show me. No, I know who I am. This is how the tempter comes also. He tries to get you to, uh, he tries to test, attempt you, I try to get you from out of character of who you are. He tries to mess with your identity. Well, I thought you said you was a Christian. And look how they treated you. If I was you, I would tell them about myself. Andy, mama, if I was you, I hit them upside the head. If I was you, I'd just quit this job because I'm tired of it. If I was you, I would even go back home. If I was you, he's always saying, if I was you. <laughs> if I was you. You know who you are. Don't fall for that trick. He's trying to tempt you to sin. Don't fall for it. Jesus knew who he was. Satan knew the scripture, but he twisted it. Because he was talking about the angels catching him. But he twisted part of it. Seventh verse. Jesus answers him. It is also written. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Don't try to tempt me. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Don't, don't, don't try to tempt me. Don't try to entice me to sin. The nerve of him. This arrogant, fallen, wicked, prideful angel. He's trying to tempt the one that created him because Jesus is the living word of God. Isn't that something? If he tried to tempt him, he's going to try to tempt you in something. And you better have your faith up real strong because you really can fall. Really can fall real fast. Check him out. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said, all of this I will give you if you would bow down and worship me. Listen to him. He took him up to a high mountain. And in a moment of time, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all of their glorious splendor. He said, I will give this to you. If you just bow down and worship me, how could he give it? Because it was given to him by Satan. He wasn't lying when he was telling Jesus that. He said, because it was given to me in some scriptures, translations. Satan is the one that gave it to him. I mean, Adam was the one that gave it to him because Adam was the God of the world at that time. So Satan, when he said that to Christ, he had the power to give it to him. But if Jesus had bowed down and worshiped him, he would have been in the same shape that we are in now. For those that don't have a savior, you would have been someone needing a savior. All of our hope would have been gone. Huh. Because he was trying to tempt him. 
trying to entice him to sin. All of these different levels of temptations that the tempter was sending his way, they were real, true levels of temptation. Food. Power. Prestige. All of those. The average person would have failed for it. Particularly if you're real hungry. If you've done any time fasting, you know how it is. You can smell somebody, smell something and just go like, golly. These were real temptations that he was going through. Then Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan. For it is written. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Get out of my face. Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship thy God and worship him only. So every time the tempter came, he put the word on him. If you don't have any word in you, when the tempter comes, you can't give him any word to back him back to back him up he's going to keep on coming until you hit him so hard that he has to leave for a season and come back this is what Jesus did now listen in 11 verse it said then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him he was tired he was hungry now, I don't remember the scripture said that he fasted without water, but he did fast without food. I think it was Moses that fasted, fasted without food and water uh, 40 days, maybe one or two times. But even with water, it's still bad. But he passed every test that our father had to give him. He went in that wilderness he was led by the Spirit because he had to break the power of this temptation once and for all. When you're fasting, it gives you strength in your spirit, man, because the ministry that he had before him, it was necessary that he would be strong in the spirit for all the different things that he was going to face. He had to be strong. And if he couldn't break the power of the tempter in the wilderness by himself. Then when he started his ministry, it was going to fail. So this was a test by God and he passed it. Praise God. And I believe that you're going to pass yours too. For when the tempter comes, you have to have enough word in you to be able to snap back at him like Jesus did. Every time he tempted him, he snapped right back. And he said, man shall not live by bread alone. Or whatever he said at that time. And it broke the power of that temptation from off his life. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this segment of this broadcast. The testing of your faith. And I believe that your faith is strong. 
And if it's not strong, you need to build up your faith with the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The more you hear the Word, the more it increases your faith. And I hope that this teaching increased your faith today. This is Kerry B., Voice Over Nations broadcast, Vaughn Radio. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, I'd like to welcome you back again to another exciting word from the Lord. This is Voice Over Nations broadcast, and I'm your host, Kerry B. I'm so honored once again to have you tune in on this uh, hour to hear another power-packed word from God. I'm speaking about the testing of your faith, part two, the testing of your faith. Now, what is faith? Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith literally means the assurance of whatever you're believing for is going to come to pass. All of us have been given a measure of faith. All of us, at certain times in our life, we have been tempted or enticed to do something wrong. There's a difference between a test and a temptation. A temptation which comes from the tempter or Satan is an enticement to do some type of wrong, to break the law, to sin, to turn your back on God. It's an enticement to sin. That's what temptation means. And just because the temptation is before you, it becomes sin when you yield to it. Jesus was uh, at the Garden of Gethsemane. And he was praying so hard before his crucifixion that the Bible says that sweat like drops of blood began to fall from his face. And he said, Lord, if it be thine will, take this cup away from me. And he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. He was tempted to quit, to turn around and not fulfill his destiny because he saw Calvary. He saw himself being crucified, nailed to the cross, stripped, beaten. He saw all of that. That's why he was asking the Father to take it away from me. He was tempted not to go through with it. But yet he did not yield to his temptation. When you yield to the temptation, that's when it becomes sin. Now, there are certain temptations that is presented before you. If you think about them long enough, they can become sin. Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust after in your own heart, you've already committed adultery. There's certain types of temptations. You don't even have to break them or physically commit them to sin. Praise God. But just the temptation in itself is not necessarily a sin. The other day I was uh, fasting and I was on a three-day water fast. And the first day was kind of rough and the second day everything was going fine. And I was already thinking about the meal that I was going to eat on the third day. You know how we do when we're fasting. You can't wait till that fasting date is up. And you already got in your mind what you're going to eat. And so I went to Sam's Wholesale and I got two rotisserie chicken. And I got some other vegetables and things. And uh, I was just trying to get some stuff in the house. So on the third day, I wouldn't have to go out and get anything because I knew I would be tired after working and all of that. Boy, let me tell you, when I picked up those uh, 
these two rotisserie chickens had just came come out the oven. Oh, and it was smelling so good. I was so hungry. I was so tired. <laughs> I wanted to eat so bad. It was a real temptation. Because as he was putting it in the container, I saw the juice dripping off of it. And I could feel the taste of that nice, hot, warm chicken in my mouth. It was almost as if I could taste every bit of seasoning. You know how you just look at something and you want it? That's how I want it. I was hungry. And I got home. And it was a thought that came to my mind. Watch the temptation. Go ahead and eat. Now, who's telling me that? The tempter. You know, you're tired. You're hungry. You had a hard day at work. Go ahead and eat. You've, you've already done two days. God is not going to be angry with you. Nobody's going to know anything. He's so slick. Go ahead and break it. Get you something to eat, man. You're about to pass out. He's not going to be angry at you. He know you did your best. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan. So I ain't listening to that. I've been through too much. This fast is too important for me to break. So I'm going three days. I'm not eating. I took that chicken and stuck it in the refrigerator. Kept on doing what I was doing. But the temptation was very real. And I was very hungry. And I thought about it. But I did not yield to it. That's the key, not yielding to the temptation. Praise God. Hey, let's look at some scripture. I want you to look at uh, James, the first chapter. I want to draw your attention to the 12th verse. You remember in the uh, Matthew, the fourth chapter, the previous uh, lesson on the testing of your faith, part one, Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He was in the wilderness. He was weak. He was tired. Then the tempter came to him, told him, take those stones and turn them into bread. You hungry, man. You've already completed the fast. Go ahead and do it. Satan was trying to get him to sin because temptation is always an enticement to do something wrong. All it would have taken was for Jesus to listen to what he had to say and took and take those uh, stones and turned those stones into bread and he would have failed the test and he would have become a sinner just like that but he whipped him with the word he said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god get out of my way that's how you got to come back at satan you got to snap back at him with the word of god let's look at the scripture coming from james the first chapter I want to draw your attention to the 12th verse. James says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. You are blessed when you endure, when you pass the test of temptation. For when he has been approved, when you have passed the test, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. There's a certain crown that you receive called the crown of life when you have been approved by passing the fiery test of life. Praise God. Test 
are necessary. I said, I think in the last lesson, when you on a job and they want to move you up to supervisor or manager or district manager, uh, there's a certain level of tests you have to take. It may not be a physical test with paper, but they're testing you on your skill knowledge. Are you able to handle this position? Before car parts uh, are brought out, vehicles, automobiles, almost everything that's put out in society, it has to pass a stress test. And if it breaks, then they have to make it again. They can't put it out. You have to pass tests. You're going to be tested and you're going to be tempted. The test is coming from God. The temptation is coming from Satan. Don't yield to it because when you yield to it, it is sin and he will bind you. I want you to look at this. 13 verse. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. But God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Whenever you are tempted, don't say God tempted me. No, God don't tempt you because it's an enticement of sin. He's not going to entice you to sin. He's not going to set things up for you to sin. That's not his plan. Because if he sets something up for you to sin, you're going to sin. He doesn't do that. Neither can he be bribed into sinning. It's like, God, I really want to do this. Could you, you know, I know I'm, I'm saved and all, but could you just kind of turn your head the other way so I can, and, and, and if you do, i serve you the rest of my life. What? Are you trying to bribe God? <laughs> you trying to entice him to sin? That's sin itself. The Bible says that God never tempts anyone. He never personally does that. Satan is the one that does that. And he's good at it. If you are having problem in a certain area, it behooves you not to run behind the thing that has bound you for years. Like if you're a guy and you have a problem with lusting behind women, it's not a good thing to go to a strip club. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm safe and I had that problem before in my past and God has delivered me. And I'm going to show you that I'm strong. I'm going up here and nothing going to happen to me. Uh, yeah, something going to happen to you. Because when you get in there and you hear the music and you see those half scantily dressed women Something is going to happen to you. You're going to be tempted. It may not happen the first time, but if you keep on going, it's going to happen. Because Satan, your tempter, is going to bring one of them up straight in your face. Because your flesh is weak. Don't ever trust your flesh. This is a word to the body of Christ. No matter how long you have been saved, the Bible says in the flesh dwells no good thing. And God no longer knows no man according to the flesh, but by the spirit. When you put your confidence in your flesh, in your powers of the flesh, 
you're going to fail and you're going to fall and you're going to sin. Well, I'm all right. No, you're not all right. Because that's one of the ways that Satan entices you. All of us have a certain propensity to sin. All of us have at some time or another in our lives have had besetting sins. The sin that so easily besets you. The sin that you so easily fall captive to. You may not be dealing with it now, but you had it. And one thing you need to be aware of is that there's a book of sin that is recorded by demons with your life every day. They record every sin you commit. The reason why is they build up a case file on you and they present them to the Father. So you will be denied of certain things. That's when the Bible is speaking about your accuser, your adversary, is accusing you day and night. How is he doing that with the case file that's built against you every day? They know what you like. The spirits of temptation, they know what you like. How? Because they tempted you with them all your life. And many times you fell captive to those temptations. They'll never bring you something that's not going to tempt you. It's a waste of time. They've built that case file against you so detailed. They know the time, the month, the year, the person, uh, the drug, the alcohol, the whatever it is. They know what it is. They're experts in temptations. If you ever go fishing, freshwater, saltwater, these two different types of fish in different waters, they like different things. If you go freshwater fishing, you can take some worms, you can take some crickets, or even some bread. You put it on your hook and throw it out there, and those brim and those catfish and croaker and so forth, they tear them up. Oh, they love those worms. They love those crickets. But if you take a cricket and you take a worm to brackish water or salt water and you put it on the hook and you throw that worm out there, that fish is going to look at you like you're crazy. Like, I don't eat that. They're going to run away from it because it's moving too much. <laughs> it's the wrong bait. You throw the cricket out there they don't eat insects. You're trying to catch some trout or some whiting. They like live shrimp or dead shrimp. <laughs> it's the wrong bait. You cannot tempt them with worms. They don't want that. Likewise, your tempter does not bring you something that's not going to tempt you. He knows what you like. Woman of God, he knows. Man of God, he knows. Child of God, he knows. But I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I'm in the church now. I got my Bible. He cares nothing about your Bible. He cares nothing about your God. He cares nothing about your faith. What he knows is what worked in the past will work again if you yield to it.
That's a fact. If you have been delivered from alcohol and you go to AA every month, you've been sober for seven years, it's not a wise thing to go and test your strength of your faith at the bar. Well, I'm just going in and set up there in this sports bar. We're going to look at some football. You can watch football at home. Because when you get in there, you're going to smell that Budweiser, that Michelob, that Corona, that Slits, or whatever they have. You're going to smell it. And you're going to remember how it tastes. And when someone is drinking, you're going to look at it and your mouth is going to get dry. And the vapors, it's almost like you can feel it going down your throat. Oh, it's a powerful temptation. You have people that have been free from drugs. All it takes is one little hit. Hook for life. Don't let him fool you. He knows what you like. Let me show you how you're tempted. 13. No one should say when he's tempted, I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt himself, anyone with evil. God never tempts you. He will test you. But each one is tempted, listen, when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Whenever you're drawn away, whenever you're watching and looking and, and, and wishing too long, you're drawn away, you're drawn from the place you are, and you entice with this desire. Let me show you what happens. When desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is full grown, it brings forth death. It is a growing process. You may yield to a temptation one time. You yield to the desire. And it's not as bad. Okay, you sin. You've fallen short of the glory of God. Now you done gone back. And now you keep going back. Now every time you turn around, you're going back and you're going back. That's how it works. <laughs> it's giving birth. It's giving birth. And the more you keep going back, it's building up the sin of death against your life. It's not to play with. We're speaking about the testing of your faith. Your faith is going to be tested. And also, sometimes your adversary, I believe that he asked God permission to test you in certain areas. Well, this person talking about how strong they are in faith uh, as it relates to uh, finances. They believe you, God, to do anything. Let me test them. And God, a lot, a lot of times he allows Satan to test you in certain areas. You strong in faith when you got thousands of dollars in the bank. But what happens when you have 50 cent? How strong is that faith then? Can you believe in the promises of God when all of those bills are due at the same time? You're about to be evicted. Where's your faith now? That's a test. God, God allowed a test to come from his end. But it's Satan bringing the temptation, the enticement, the sin to turn your back on God. Oh, God, this stuff don't work. I believe this all my life and it don't work. Okay, now he's got you in the flesh. Now he's tempting you to the point where you are dishonoring God. Your faith is going to be tested in this hour, saints. I hope it stands the test because fiery trials are coming to the body of Christ and to the world. It is that's why it's good to fast and pray and build up yourself in your most holy faith. Because when the tempter comes, you can snap back at him just like Christ did with the word of God. He took the word. He snapped back at him. 
No, nah, I ain't going for this. No, nah, I ain't going for this. This is what the word says, and this is what I'm going to stand on. That's what real faith is. When you're tested, when you're about to give up, you're holding on to the faith of what God has said. Praise God. Hey, I hope that this teaching was a blessing to you. Stay strong. Stay away from things that tempt you to the point where it would make you sin. Use wisdom. Go the other way or stay home. Hey, guys, this is Voice Over Nations broadcast, Carrie B, Vaughn Radio. Many blessings to you. Be talking to you real soon.